today we are having another topic na tunaongelea madeni ambayo ni janga la taifa at the moment we've had news watu wanajiua kwa sababu wanadaiwa mkopo and so i think this is an important topic sisi kukava we have with us Samuel Tandala and uh Sam kama utaweza kujintroduce yourself tell us about yourself what you do professionally what you do for fun and anything that you feel is important for us to know asante asante tunaongea kiswahili ama kiingereza uh whatever you feel comfortable with my name is samuel samuel ndandala in this context personal finance um coach economist and, and accountant so my training is both in international economics and accounting so i'm a chartered accountant and i'm both acca and cpa uh, so i've done i've done a lot of number number work my entire um career uh, which is about 12 13 years now i'm also a tax advisor so i i do numbers for a living i really like it i find it really interesting uh, so if i'm going to retire early i'm going to have to find a way to keep doing it now we we've uh, we've we've had phases of similar fun <laughs> or interest um i'm a really uh, i really love the the outdoorsy kind of um, activity so hiking tall, walking uh, climbing mountains um physical stuff working out stuff like that that's that's the kind of thing that gets my 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 blood boiling um i love literature um love love to read and and and, and occasionally write so that's that's just really what what i do uh, but but i'm really passionate about uh financial independence um financial freedom uh, and optimizing one's life uh to not be um a slave to money um and 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 any any time or any topic that that deals with that area really piques my interest often people think i am religiously anti debt um they are largely correct i also have views about other areas of personal finance so uh thank you sam so yes it's true me and you share the same hobbies i believe the first time we met was at the gym you were training for i think one of the mountains if not oldonio or something like that but, yeah i think at the time at the time i was training for yeah you're right oldonio lengai Mm. Uh, which uh I had already which, done which you had already done yeah so yeah. it was nice to know that somebody did it um yeah. so it's interesting that you've mentioned that you are for past, uh, for financial freedom and i think today is something i was thinking about what does financial freedom mean to you before we get into the topic of today let's start the conversation from there what does financial freedom mean for you first is an aspiration i i i have for everyone i i interact with um you see um life changes before your very own eyes when money isn't the primary motivation of your day to day uh, life and for me financial freedom means ability to do things that i find meaningful interesting compelling impactful fun and rejuvenating 
on a day-to-day -day basis without having to worry about the financial implications of those things. So, you know, if I'm going to concretize that, uh, that means having enough of an income coming in, preferably passive, um, that takes care of the basics so that whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it because I feel that it is valuable and interesting and, and impactful for myself and for others. Um, for me, it's not tied to not working. Uh, it's not tied to resting. It's not, uh, you know, on a beach somewhere or in a mountain somewhere. Uh, for me, it's being able to uh, you know, have a life that is flexible and, and resonates with what I'm doing at the time without having to worry about money necessarily. So that that is that is freedom for me. Okay, awesome. As I always say, personal finance is very personal and um, it's good to always understand what other people are thinking about when it comes to financial freedom. Now, you've stated that uh, you are anti-debt and I am curious to know uh, where does this stem from? Like, did you have debt before? What was the experience? How did you arrive to the conclusion that debt, I don't know, I don't think, I would not say that you, you mean debt is a bad thing, but for lack of a better word, I think that's what I'm hearing across. I do mean it's a bad thing, so. <laughs> you do mean it's a bad thing, okay. So what, what has been your experience? Why that stand? I, I do mean that debt is a bad thing in the same way that I, I mean um, medicine is a bad thing. Uh, sometimes we have to pop some pills. It doesn't mean they're not poison. It just means that you have to use them uh, in, some, in some instances in your life. But so, so think about it, at least conceptually, think about it this way. Wealth is, is fundamentally, fundamentally measured in time. And um, by that, I mean, if you have money now, it buys you time and freedom to do what you want. If that money is producing even more money, you are getting into a place where it's better than neutral. Uh, you are generating even more wealth even more time uh, as you as you move along but debt is a claim on your future income any kind of debt is a claim on your future income and um, sometimes it may produce a uh, future income that is bigger than the claim itself but it doesn't make it good it just makes it a tool that you may sometimes use carrying quite a number of risk with it to, to try and, and achieve even more income in the future now, the reason I say that is bad, first there's a personal reason, and then, like I said, that there's that conceptual reason. Ukiangalia mazingira ya Tanzania, ni aina chache sana za wekezaji zitakazo kuezesha kukopa, kulipa, na kubakiwa na faida, kopa, hasa ukikopa katika mabenki ya kibiashara. The last time I checked, riba wakawaida ni yu ya asilimia kuminatano, kuminasita. <coughs> Kuna biyashara chache sana Tanzania, ziko public, hata ukienda kwenye soko la, la hisa, you'll be, you'll be hard-pressed to find companies that are returning uh, on investment above 20%, which is what you would need to make to 
to to make borrowing to invest passively a sensible economy, a sensible decision. So that's one. And then two. So there's, this is just the mathematics. And then two. What is often important when it comes to debt is that you carry with it inherent inherent risks. Nimesha ikuta katika mazingira kada wakada ambayo nimekopa either kuwekeza ama kununua vitu na mara nyingi kati ya hizo matokeo yake yakuwa mazuri na nilirationalize tu kwamba naweza nikakopa nikanua hichi kitu kitapreciate nikafanya hichi kitakuza hela na nina vitu kama hivyo so so most times kama na kama kama nilivyosema you know i'm not i'm not religiously anti debt but most times for most people um that is actually a very corrosive thing we have a we have a survivorship bias um ukisoma watu kama robert kiyosaki anaweza kakushawishi vizuri sana na mimi nilisoma nilisoma rich dad poor dad cash poor quadrant retire young retire rich some of his books quite early in my adult life and i was i was quite convinced kwamba that is the way to go lakini kwa nini naita survivorship bias robert kiyosaki anazungumzia swala la ku move kwenye quadrants so first you move from uh, from employment to self employment to business um, i believe to investor kama scorsese na nasema survivorship bias kwa sababu those are actually exceptions not the rule so you don't give you don't give exceptional um, advice to the general public uh, so an average person an average person who's either an employee or is, is has a side hustle or has a business is safer and better off staying away from debt a lot of times and the few that borrow significantly and make it uh, are much louder than those who borrow significantly and sink and a lot of us assume that we are different that's the thing with life kwamba everybody assumes they are better than average but that's not true so an average person borrowing money is not a useful decision ndio maana nasema kwamba mara nyingi nitamshauri mtu akae mbali na madeni na wale ambao wanaona wao ni exceptions Uh, okay i hear you and i hear that what you're saying is come like to you can make uh, wealth with debt ila you need to be smarter than bankers and i think this is something to be honest there's a trend right now in the personal finance space whereby people are excited about using government bonds as collateral so it's a thing that's going on but at the end of the day I think for me the questions are is somebody really equipped with the knowledge do they have the numbers right do they understand what else because we always look at the interest rates and we're like if you're getting this let's say somebody works for the bank and they're getting 6% and the government bond is giving you 12 so there's a difference of 6% but we're not talking about insurance we're not talking about so many other things that are involved there I'm not an expert but I know there's so much that goes into there so I do hear you and i think maybe people should consult an expert 
when they are thinking of going that route, because even Robert Kiyosaki, I'm so sure he's used the experts, he has lawyers, and he tells you that you need these people in your life. So he just doesn't make decisions. That's how we go to Jamaica. So think of that specific scenario. You work in a bank, you get 6%. Um, and you you can get your 15%. Your spread is more than double. Your spread is more than 100%. Fair enough. But what you're not what you're not thinking about there is, first of all, you're carrying a risk that you're not pricing. Well, your interest rate is not just is is has, hasn't fully priced the risk you're taking, right? The risk that you may lose your job, the risk that you may want to change your job. And I can tell you, I know a lot of bankers who are stuck in the jobs that they don't really like because they took a loan for a lower interest rate. And they know for sure that when they leave uh, the job, the interest rate goes high pretty quickly, right? So kuna risks zingine, risks of downturns. So for example, let's say you borrow money today and you buy real estate. So, you know, whether, let's say it's market rate, right? Let's assume you're not a bank. You buy real estate today. The, the, the assumptions are always hyper-perfect in the sense that 100% occupancy rate, no challenges with, uh, no challenges with, your, with your tenants. There's so many things that you assume to be correct. And everybody who's done business knows, Kwamba, whatever you think it's going to cost you to do business, double it and then have some more savings. Masababu, life just doesn't work in that perfect scenario that you have on paper, right? So, so there are exceptions to the rule, but before you think you are an exception, you have to be very careful to not be biased. Things will turn out well for you, right? And then the, the other thing I would say, Nema, before I, before I, I let you, uh, you know, finish your thought, Nikwamba, Sasaivi, uh, lending about 30% goes to uh, private individuals. More sympathy and, and understanding for businesses that borrow. So you have a, you have a SME, you have a, you have a, a shop, you have a manufacturing plant, you have an operation, and you go to a bank and you borrow. I have more sympathy for that because first, the bank is also taking a risk. So they have to do a thorough analysis. Somebody else is going to do a bit of the due diligence for you. you're in a way you are sharing that risk as opposed to personal um, personal loans. And we, have, we haven't even touched consumer spending, which we shouldn't even be talking, we shouldn't even be talking about. Yeah, you, and before I proceed, Irene has been sending me chats left, right, and center. So she says, first, when you say the average person should stay away from debt, how do you define an average person? An average person, regular uh, individual that either generates money through, um, who doesn't have a massive operation that requires working capital or, or long-term capital funding. Here, here's the, I, I tweeted this um, some time back. I consider myself pretty average, by the way to think I'm smarter than most people. I, I've changed my mind about that. Here's, here's, the, here's the, the biased towards ourselves. So if you ask any of your friend themselves, 
terms of appearance, say attractiveness, just just ask any normal person on the street. Maybe between one to ten, you rate yourself on a attractiveness. Are you pretty? Are you intelligent? Strong. And eighty percent of the men would say they are eight or above in strength and intelligence. They don't. They would say six or seven on appearance. Percent of women would say eight or plus in in attractiveness and strength, not necessarily intelligence. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this example to state the fact that we always overestimate the good, the good traits of ourselves, our intelligence, our strength, our attractiveness, our ability to see things, um, our ability to handle risk, our ability to handle uh, variations and uncertainties and uh, emotional uh, ups and downs that comes with life. But the truth of the matter is that's nonsense because definition, the people are below five, the people are five and above, right? So by average, what I mean is just a regular person. So I think it's safer to assume that you're an average person and outperform the average and to think that you're not an average person and take risks that are not. I mean, if people like Warren Buffett are telling you um, that an average person should just be putting money in an index fund and staying away from debt, um, are telling you that uh, debt can be corrosive. People like Charlie Munger are telling you that thing. I think you probably need to pay attention and say, look, I, you know, am I really smarter than banks? Um, am I really smarter by, than all these funds that I think I can make smarter decisions than them about my money? I, I think you should hesitate to say I'm above average. That's what I'm saying. I suppose not necessarily because uh, let's face it, particularly if you have a job in this market, finance is so easy. Uh, whether that's microfinance, normal commercial banks, retail banking, they're always trying to get, you know, to, to sell you some loans. Is to remember, whenever you borrow money, confessing to yourself that your expenses are higher than your current income. You are making an admission, Kwamba, I really can't afford it. I need help uh, to be able to purchase it. Whether you're buying a car on debt, whether you're buying a house on debt, whether you're buying uh, clothes on debt, whether you're buying a holiday on debt, it doesn't matter. What you're saying is that I don't have the money to finance it because if you did have the money, you would pay cash for it. That's just a smart way to do it. Now, the question is, things can you afford to still buy when you can't afford, especially if you're thinking about financial freedom and independence? None, right? So, so you have to create an internal resistance within yourself to be able to live within your means, right? And 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 and, and uh, you know, I'm sure you've spoken about this a lot, Nema. When you go back to your budget, is there space for you to handle a debt payment? Am I am I just theoretical? So whenever whenever there's an expense in my head, by the way, I meet uh, Nema and you say, Hey, Sam, have you climbed this mountain or have you seen this? Um, interesting destination. Um, and I say, yeah, it's interesting. Let me go back to my budget. Can my budget handle this 
expense because you have to distort your budget for a new expense. Um, so that's one. And then the other thing is, um, do you have a compelling reason for why you should keep your finances healthy? Is it on paper? You know, I found whenever whenever I have gone back to my 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 sort of financial dreams and goals, it slaps back sanity into 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 my thinking. So every now and then you have to go back. You know, I do it weekly. I look my I look at my budget. I look at my plans. I look at my goals. How am I tracking? You know, how am I projecting? When when is FI coming? And then I think of it this way, I'm okay, if I spend, if I borrow this money, that means I have that payment coming out. I can quantify how much of that is in time. It delays my FI journey by a month or two or, or two months or years. And then it becomes a very easy decision. So I think it's, 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 it's aligning your, values and your goals and your aspirations with all your financial decisions and one of those would be uh borrowing money or not i love what you say because that's a mindset shift and then it's somebody actually intentionally sitting down and saying uh this is what i want for my life and this is how financially i can support that dream or vision but this is something that doesn't most people don't do it. And I think that's why I did like a WhatsApp uh, status thingy on the best question that people ask you is what to invest in. But when you ask them, like, what do you want those investments to do? Somebody's like, I just want to put money. And I'm like, for what? Where are you going? I cannot tell you where to put your money if I do not know where you're coming from what you want to do and where you want to go. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think people need to sit down and really have that picture that nobody's coming to save you. It's all on you. So Sapa, mm. there's a very interesting question from Riziki. She says, how does one balance this? There's investing and paying off debt, okay, quickly. The idea of pausing investing completely to just pay off debt does not sit well with my spirit. So. How do I go about this? What's the right balance or mindset on this? Mathematical answer, and there is a there is a more powerful answer. Um, the mathematical answer is, if you're trying to optimize your financial position, um, what you want to do is, okay, how much return am I making um, uh, on the investments that I'm doing versus how much interest am I paying? Because it's really the same thing. It's 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 two swords cutting in different directions, right? So if you're if you if you if you have a contribution of uh, say a million, so let's say a million shillings that goes into Tanzania, that goes into UTT. Uh, I believe UTT had its lowest return in the last five years this year. May 22 to May 23, it's 12% actually. If you look at the liquid fund, right? So generating 12% and um, you have a loan at the bank that is that is eating 15% of your of the balance, right? So it's 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 pretty simple. You could the smart financial move would be to pay the debt 
because even with making investments, um, you are at a negative 3% return on, on um, asset base as far as, as, as far as, as that investment is concerned. So that's one. So that's a, that's a mathematical answer. But personal finance is really not math. Yani, kama ingekotu niswa kujue sabu, kila mtu angekua yuko vizuri. Kwa sababu sabu ni raisi. It's more of psychology and behavior and consistency and motivation and beliefs. I would say, when you have a debt and you're trying to pay it down, first thing has to, the first thing, even before investment, has to be, you must have an emergency fund. That's more, that an emergency fund is more important than in, than an investment. Why? Because an emergency fund is 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 insurance. It's it's something that tells you. It, it's something that gives you peace and guarantees you, Kwamba, in case anything happens, in case you need to go to the hospital, in case your car breaks down. Now that's a, an emergency is different for. Uh, for different people, in case your child gets sick, in case your parents were dependent on you, require help, you won't be plunging into your investment or you won't go back to borrow money so that you can take care of that. So number one thing, even before investing, is do you have an emergency fund? So even if you're in debt, it's useful to have a bit of your emergency fund on the side so that it, it gives you that cushion whenever there is something that happens. And something is going to happen. As long as you're alive, as long as you're an adult, be sure. Kuna kitu kitatokea, Right? So I think that's number one. How much that should be? Personally, I think it should be six uh, times my monthly um, expenses, my regular monthly uh, expenses. I don't even count that as investment. I just count it as um insurance it's not making money it's just making me feel safe there it is then after that i'm focusing now on balancing the investment end and uh and the debt um the rule is of course the minimum you can pay is the minimum payment so that the debt doesn't grow but if you can add a little bit more every time that's fine and you can put your investment on the side psychologically it may not make sense Oh, sorry, mathematically it may not make sense, but psychologically maybe it gives you a bit of a boost. Okay, that's quite understood. And while we're still there, so pay off debt. I want us to cover. So, what if I have debt and have too many expenses? And I really want, I'm saying I have debt, okay? And I have too many expenses. And then after maybe this session here, I am fired up. I want to pay off all my debt. How do mm -hmm. I go about it? My expenses are just too much. And there's this debt that needs to be paid. What do I do? Okay. Well, so, Unajua, um, fundamentally, when it comes to, to personal finance, there are two main problems. Income problem is a spending problem. So now I don't want to underplay an income problem. By an income problem, I mean sometimes 
there is just not enough money yani sio sio kwamba wewe ni 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 mfujaji unatumia hela sana una splash una splash una splash yani unakosa hela no it's just that there is there is a flaw there is a minimum amount of money you need to make just to survive right sasa kama mtu ana income problem ukimwambia asinywe chai asubuhi awe anakula mara mbili mara moja kwa mara mbili kwa siku tatu you know um au asiwe anakunywa kahawa something like that you're not helping because you're not really solving the problem if the problem is is genuinely an income problem then you need an income solution you need to think of ways to make more money right so that's a side hustle that's upskilling that's working on your soft skills you'll be amazed at how much working on things like communication negotiation confidence presentation you'll be amazed at how much those skills can very quickly translate into a bit more increments whether it's in your job or something you do uh, on the side right so we we ought to be very conscious of the fact that yes you can cut 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 right but there's a limit to cutting if you're not generating the kind of income you need to sustain yourself so if you have an income problem it's time to face it to think about it say okay what is my short term plan but also what is my long term plan in this career that i am on Uh, you know people who are 5 years ahead of me how much are they making am i happy with the kind of income they're generating if not what can i do to fix that i think it's a really important thing when you're thinking about financial independence to have a picture of your earning trajectory right so that's one now once you once you've kind of dealt with that then you look at this expense side of things and say okay maybe i don't necessarily have the greatest of incomes but am i managing this income that i'm getting wisely am i happy about the expenses that i have now i would ask mtu ambaye anasema i have too many expenses i'm hemorrhaging money i would ask okay do you have a written budget have you actually seen what those expenses are can you cut any of those expenses right and if you're honest with yourself if you are reasonably earning uh, average or above average uh pay uh in tanzania there's something you can do so so getting on a budget is what reveals to you whether you have an income problem or an expense problem right so that's the thing i would recommend really highly pamba what's the picture you know and then the third thing is what sacrifice can you make it goes back to the vision and priorities what is the sacrifice that you can make now can you cut something out i know people who sold cars for example which you know in our circles is is appears to be a very important basic uh, human need these days i know people who sacrifice going out I know people who sacrifice moving from one location to the other you know so so what what can you cut what what realistic sacrifices can you cut because a lot of times you have to remember nema ni kwamba we 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 mask 
our wants as if they are needs, right? Um, and we have normalized them to the extent that we think if they're taken away from us, we will die, right? What we need is to be honest, um, uh, very basic, food, shelter, housing. That's what you need, you know? That's what you need. You don't need to go out. You don't need to eat at the restaurant. You need food. You need transport. Yes, you need transport, but you don't need a car. You need a housing. You don't need a fancy place. You need a place where you're comfortable. Now, there are things that we've normalized as needs when they're really, they, when really they are wants. And we spend so much money on those. And then we say we have expenses. There are commitments that we have normalized as necessary needs which we could easily say no to if we only changed our minds. So I'm, I, you know, I don't have the exact specifics, but I would say, you know, budgets do tell you, honest, uh, real on paper budgets do tell you whether one has an income problem or one has an expenditure problem. And then you fix the problem that you have according to, uh, to your situation. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that you need to assess your situation. You need to look at your income meaning maybe if you're not an employee, you, you own a business, maybe you need to track your income and see how much is coming in. Because some people, as you, you say, some people over-exaggerate or underestimate. We mm -hmm. are, okay, we underestimate our income and over-exaggerate our expenses. Mm -hmm. So so somebody needs to do the work to sit down and do the numbers and see how the situation is so that they can decide what they need to do. Um, what are the root causes of debt? Why is it a pandemic? Uh, I know it's not only in Tanzania. It's if you even check elsewhere in the world, we have people, even the accounts that you follow mostly on Instagram that are people on personal finance journeys, it's people uh, paying off debt and sharing their stories, meaning that it's something that's happening and we are working tirelessly to change that narrative that debt is a normal thing uh, and normalizing that debt can be paid and you can be free and you can have more fun. But what are the root causes? Why do we, mostly young people, go into debt? Um, um, point in zero zero. <laughs> um, Nafkiri, Nafkiri, by the way, do you, I don't know if you guys remember Squid Game. Huh? Uh, the, the Korean. Um... Oh, yes. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it, but yeah, uh, it was popular. But you know, the authors wrote it because uh, uh, primarily it was a crisis of the young people, particularly people who graduated, having crazy levels of debt that they thought um, we can never get out of this. They will just commit suicide, right? Uh, and that's, you know, the authors thought about that and they, you know, that's, that was the initial impetus to that series. Anyway, it's a separate issue. Now, so Kiri Mimi, ni labda sababu tatu. Kwanza ni, ni uh, just the financial illiteracy. Um, illiteracy kwa maana ya um, 
um, watu kukosa uelewa kuhusu madhara ya, ya kuingia kwenye madeni kimasiara masiara na madhara yake ya muda mrefu wengi wetu wakati tunaanza kazi ama um, ya yeah, wakati tunaanza kazi moja ya vitu ambavyo tuna tunafanya tuna ni obviously unafungua either unatoka either unatoka chuo ama ama unaanza kazi unafungua account unafungua account ukianza kupokea hela taratibu benki zinaanza ku kusogelea kufuata kwambia bwana you can advance your loans na nini uh, so your first interactions with the bank is borrowing right unaweza kukuzia gari dogo pata baada ya mchache utakwambia kwamba kuna unaweza ukachukua gari kubwa zaidi kwa hiyo mahusiano yako yanakuwa ya muda mrefu na haufikirii kwamba kukopa ni kitu cha muda mfupi yani kwamba unakopa unatopa 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 before you know it you're in your 30s you're still in debt you're 40s 50s 60s yani mpaka hivyo yani tumezoea yani imekuwa normalized so it's just financial illiteracy nobody sits down to say hey this is this is a problem uh do not normalize it don't get addicted to it um and 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 stay away from it as much as you can so there's that illiteracy i'm glad kwamba it's only recently in tanzania where you have these voices of financial sanity wakina neema na 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 busara na watu kama yeye you know watu wanao watu wana wana wanaambiwa wajiulize kama maamuzi wanayofanya yanawasaidia ama yanaoumiza so it's just the absence of knowledge um i think la, la pili ni unajua unajua i have a theory neema and that theory is our generation and i include most of the people in this uh, in this uh, in this call our generation is the first i think uh in our country where we have grown up with the notion that we should have what we want as soon as possible uh, i don't think our parents generation had it because they were living in a different time but we are the first ones to have a proper diet of you know we should have a good life we're perfect the way we are let's live uh, let's enjoy life life is meant to be enjoyed so the, the idea of delaying gratification uh, is lost on us not 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 on our parents the reason i say that is you know many of our parents generation actually did a lot more with a lot less totally wali wali walisomesha watu wengi sio watoto wao watoto wengi uh manage kujenga manage kusaidia wazee wao manage kuhudumia jamii by pinching the very few pennies that they had right lakini we we can't do we can't do better when we we have much more uh, than they had and, and i think 
our psychology is a little bit softer. We are, we are, we are poorer when it comes to delaying gratification, perhaps because the world is more open, social media and blah, blah, blah. We can't resist. Um, so, so that's it. You know, everybody wants to drive a car. Everybody wants to live in a good place. Point of view, in a fuel. Then I feel ni ni the same point when, on the second on the second uh, element. You remember? When comparing yourselves, you're comparing yourselves against everybody, right? Without knowing kwamba mlikotoka sio sawa. Alikuwa anaongea kuhusu yeye na inakimuuliza yeye na I'm fine, I'm happy because if I look at where I came from, yani hapa nimetoboa. Right? My journey, toka kijijini mpaka hapa, ni hapa niko sawa. Lakini wewe, unajikompare na watu tofauti, kwa wewe unajiona uja, hauja sogea. And I think that's another problem that we have, kwa everything is on social media, everything is online, so uh, your comparison is not very, uh, is not very realistic. But the third thing, ni kwamba, it is just a fact of life, kwamba, Mikopo is that that are more aggressively marketed uh, for our generation. Our parents' generation, they only had debt for loan for for housing. Kwa kupeshwa, majenga nyumba imeisha. Kupeshwa ili ununue vitu ganyumbani. Kupeshwa ili ununue you know replace a kitchen in your house. No, that's not what you you don't borrow money for that. So our generation has been marketed a lot. Uh, the fact that you can borrow. Uh, you, now we have loans overnight. So if you have any problem, so we've, I think there's there's a couple of factors. Lakini all have led to a, a severe normalization of debt to the extent where now those of us who don't borrow are weirdos <laughs> uh, as opposed to, to the other way around. I think uh, I was supposed to share this. So um, for me, debt also is not something I'm very comfortable with. And this is because uh, I would attribute most of it to my late father, because this is what my dad always said. I remember my dad was a hustler. My dad and my mom have been hustlers. So I remember Duka La Karyako, it got to a point couldn't make rent. And uchumi and on a dive. And um, at that time, until now, we still have nyumba iko mbezi, na So all his friends kept telling him, you know, you can get a loan from the bank to revive your business and like mortgage your house. And my dad's response, and I remember akiwa na mjibu, wakamambia, sawa, mortgage nyumba. Alafu watoto nitawarisisha nini. And so that's how I've been brought up. No matter, I'm trying to build a very healthy relationship with debt, but that's how I've been brought up. It's like, uh, protect what you have first. Kabla ujafikiria ku go for something else which is not there. So he devised another plan. The other plan was to go down to Mozambique and get gold and come and sell. He's been a hustler, okay? So I concur with you. We are a microwave generation. We want it now, right now. We don't want to wait. We want it now. And that's the biggest problem that we have. Now, 
Kuna swali najua utachojibu but I need to ask you because it's a question here. Is there a thing as good and bad debts? Um um I don't like the question but I will I'll respond to it, right? It's one of my least favorite uh questions. So the reason I say this is situations where borrowing is the only thing to do. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think I started right. Where uh, you know I would say situation where it's do or die it has to be done then then that could be a good situation. Um um and I have in my head very few scenarios. For example, uh, I think borrowing to 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 get um, a reasonably priced residential uh, real estate family or for yourself is probably something that you can you can tolerate. Borrowing when the business borrows. Um, you can, it's something that probably can be tolerated, um, but I wouldn't call that good in any sense of the word. I would say it's just an emergency case where um, where you uh, you have to borrow. Um, yeah, so I'm more averse to that than most people. So I would say no, not really. Uh, but there are emergency situations where you can say, yeah, okay, what can you do? You have to borrow money. Like, like I say, like maybe I echo what your dad said. I mean, peace. I value slow um, and steady accumulation and growth, but slow returns. I would pick the slow path because it's more tried and tested than the erratic path of borrow, grow, borrow, grow, borrow, grow, borrow, grow. I'm, I, it's just not in my psychology, I, I suppose, because my thinking is create wealth, build it over time, no need to overstretch yourself, no need to take unnecessary risk and maybe leave something uh, for your children. I can tell you, I have so many examples, so many examples where um, I know people who have had fantastic businesses and they they were too optimistic and they went, they borrowed and it didn't work out and they lost their businesses, right? I, so many examples. And, and one thing is for sure, one thing is for sure. <laughs> if a financial crisis hits, you're not in debt and you have a little bit extra liquidity, you will make more money because there will be opportunities for you uh, to take advantage of those opportunities than a situation comes where you're overextended and you are stretched to the core trying to meet your expenses because you're trying to grow. Yeah, I agree with you because if we, if we look at the situation right now in other countries, the interest rates keep going up on, uh, on loans. Whether you took, it, you took it or you're thinking of taking it, you, you, you are supposed to pay whatever increased interest rate is there because the economy now there's inflation there's everything yeah. is just crazy so yeah. yes <laughs> when there's a crisis 
you'll make more money if you're not in debt than when you're in debt because everything is up for sale. Now, even selling in and you appear, you're not a fan of, but let's talk about uh, banks versus Vicoba as sources of debt. What's your take on that? Clearly, Vicoba are better. Uh, not so much that it is debt. It is that it is that you're not generating extra income. You're, the, the interest that is paid by the members is shared among the members. So it's not new money coming in. It's the same money being recycled. Right? So it's not, it's not new wealth that is being created as opposed to an investment vehicle. So, but clearly, Vicobas are better because the conditions are better. Uh, the rates are better. There's more accountability. So, as long as you know, Vicobas, unless the, the purpose is is to unless the purpose is to just play a game where you're recycling money to me that's not that doesn't elevate your financial journey you know but sure i mean if you if you're gonna borrow then find the best deal and maybe Kikoba is, is where you want to Good. But I would think of Kikoba as insurance, not necessarily as an investment. Because I would, in case you need money, maybe you can get it easily and then pay it back. Understood. I'm trying to squeeze all the questions that I have. I know we're going to go a bit over time, but bear with me. Um, now, yeah, I want to talk about debt and relationships. Um, mm. Let's say in any scenario, uh, there's debt and somebody has decided they want to to pay off their debts and they want their family or loved ones or their intimate partners to understand that. So how do they have this conversation? And can I give you two parts? So there's that part whereby somebody is trying to pay off debt. Let's say for my instance, whereby I have my mother, my young brother and my son are my dependents, okay? And maybe I have debt and I've decided I'm going to be aggressive on debt. And uh, my mom is always making all these claims. She wants a new fridge. She wants a new TV. It's always a new, new, new thing. So how do I start that conversation with her so that she can know that everything is on pause right now? You're going to get your basic needs, but that's all because I am doing this. And the other question that I want to ask from this point of view, um, when people in relationships, intimate relationships, how does the topic of debt, how do you introduce that topic? Either it's you is in debt or it's your partner in debt. So how, it's just having that conversation. How do you go about it? So I should say, I think that that's probably the, the, the most complicated um, um, part of relationships for two reasons. One is money is very emotional. Uh, it's not, like I said, it's not just mathematical. There's a lot of emotions and identity issues and, 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 and psychology. Uh, so for example, I am ultra conservative, like super conservative. 
um, I think about budgets all the time before I buy things. I'll delay and then, but there are things that I spend money on and somebody else will think, this is crazy. Why are you, why are you buying this? But it's, it's something that I like, you know? Uh, so, so people bring in, people bring in adults who decide to come together and have a romantic relationship. They bring in uh, years, decades of, of a certain psychology to money. And that's a process. You, 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 can't, you can't unravel that in, in a short period of time. Um, I think at least in America, the number one causes of the number one cause of divorces is financial issues. I suspect even in, in our country here, um, a lot of the problems may not show up as financial, but that the root cause they are financial. If you really, you know, dig deep, hapo chini utagundua ningekuwa na kidogo zaidi labda msinge msinge gombana sana because you're just you're just struggling with uh, with with finance so uh, that to say kwamba uh, getting on the same page and aligning on finances is is critical um and i would say that's the first thing um being able to be on the same page to say okay are we working the same journey? Let's get on the same page. Do we have any aspirations, uh, dreams, goals that we, we want to hit together for ourselves, maybe for our children, for our family? Uh, and that's a, that's a, that's a I, I believe that's a process. And if both, both come to it, uh, uh, you know, a curious, not judgmental, but curious disposition, um, you can start to understand the other person. And we're not all the same. Some people are spenders, some people are savers, some people are frugal, some people are spenders, right? So, so it's understanding the psychology of the other person. And I would say, you know, if, if, you're, if you're partner, your partner's you will have some convergence on that area. So in some area, so maybe maybe use that convergence to drive the, the conversation. I think the worst that can happen is when you have silos, you have a relationship, but you never talk about it. It's, it's, it's one of the most important things. You cannot afford to not talk about it. It may be difficult to have a conversation. It may be challenging, it may be frustrating. It may be annoying. But it's 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 a conversation that you must have if you're going to proceed, at least on the long term. So I'd say having a conversation, uh, being clear on priorities, saying, okay, we have these debts to pay. What do you think? I think we need to address them. May not be urgent, but we need to address them. What is our plan? You know, and I and I should say, as difficult as it, as it is, I think it's one way of bringing people together. If you can say, look, we are attacking this financial goal. We have our mindset. That's your accountability partner. That's somebody you're, you're, you know, that is on your team. 
um, you should be able to get even extra motivation when you're both aligned and 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 and, and tuned in to to get into one goal. I think I think that it, that it comes when it comes to to sort of a relationship, a romantic relationship. The rest, including dependence, particularly dependence, I think there is. I think in our in our society, we have not only black dots, but a lot of um, psychological and social blackmail um, that happens uh, financially. Whether that's your relatives, whether that's your friends, groups, wadogo, uncles, nini, we we unfortunately we have a society where people sometimes feel entitled to to uh, to your money um, without planning. So so that's something we have to contend to contend with. If you are the if you are the breadwinner and if you um, if you entertain that. So what I would say is. Enforcing boundaries um, is a difficult process, but once that is done, it, it, it's, it's incredibly free. So, so if, if necessary, um, the people who, who matter, it's important to you know, have a sit down with them, especially what I'm talking heads up, guys. I'm on a journey here. I am serious about crushing this debt. I'm changing my financial life. There will be limitations to how much I can afford to spend on you for a specific period of time. Uh, it will be a little bit painful, but it's something that I have to do. End of story. So when emergencies come, you know, you can take care of emergencies, but people have that expectations. I've, 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 I've learned myself how to train. So, for example, I have a rule. Uh, I don't lend money to friends. So I, I just don't. And I, it got to a point some years ago, many years ago, maybe seven or eight years ago, it got to a point where I was just frustrated with people significant. So I just decided to come, okay, guys, hey, just as friends from now, I don't lend money to friends at all. You know, so whatever it is, come on, there's idea, but I'm not I'm not lending money to it. It it was difficult in the beginning. Like in, once people understood and they appreciated it that it wasn't out of malice, it's just principles, people got it. So what I'm saying is it takes time, it's a process, uh, but eventually if you stick to your guns and if you enforce your boundaries, uh, people do line up. Your boundaries are yours to enforce, right? They're, they're for you to enforce. If you let people walk over them, they will walk over you, but they're yours. So it's, it's for you to, uh, to, to enforce them. So Nema, my, my theory is, and I'm not, I'm not a relationship expert, right? So, so, my theory, my theory ni kwamba katika umri huu, kuna vitu walau vinne ambavyo ni muhimu sana uvionge na mtu kabla mjeingia kwenye mausiano ya na ndoa, right? 
take take what I'm going to say with a lot of with a lot of not just a pinch, but with a lot of salt, right? Because Abu, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not an expert in that area. One, money what is their outlook. Um, what are their dreams? What are their because Abu Neema, Leo, he your whole life has been about visualizing and optimizing and working really hard your side hustles your budgeting your your crew your thinking your culture it has been about getting to this destination where you retire early right if i remember correctly by 40 yes by 40 sasa utakuwa umekuwa cheesy kama you marry a person who has absolutely no interest in being part of that journey any you just be crazy why would you put yourself in that situation right so so surely it's something that you would have spoken about maybe not to the t not not to the to the fourth decimal point but at least broadly gamba this is how i look i think about money this is what i've learned you know so so i think you have to get on the same page with your guy or girl on money before you make a commitment right and if they're honest uh people they will also tell you gamba hey look i have this debt to take care of because i think if you get into it and then you realize kuna mtu anadaiwa hundreds of millions then that's a little bit of financial infidelity right uh like you know you should have told me about this i you know you know it's important to me you should have told me about it so money i would say money children in-laws and whether you say religion or spirituality because those things uh those four things in my opinion a relationship would be would not survive if you can't get on the same page on those things religion money in-laws and 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 um, uh what else did i say religion money uh in-laws and children right so 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 ningesema hivyo sasa once you if you if you get into a relationship and then you find out that somebody has that big debt i don't think you have a money problem i think you have a relationship problem I think you you probably need to either see someone or have a real conversation about what is it about that guy that thought this was not something he should have mentioned before uh walking you down the aisle no that's what I would think I I don't think that's a money issue I think that's a that's a character issue that's a that's, a, that's an integrity issue awesome sam unasema hivyo um because i don't know maybe your experience is different but money is the hardest conversation to have even when you're dating and when you talk about money it comes as of as if you're materialistic and for me it's even worse because i'm in the space so <laughs> i'm sorry if our first startup conversation would be like what's your net worth but then people translate it into she's trying to check if i can afford like if i have money and i uh-huh. remember like uh-huh. i remember this at work 
our former um, our former what my colleague the finance manager that was there before he resigned he always believed that i was materialistic that's why i'm always talking about money and mm. anybody who is around me they know it's about money even my friends anukinikuta i am downcast and somebody will be like it's a boy issue she's like nah it's a money issue but the thing is it's hard having the conversation even with the people around me they always mm. think like you've been materialistic but i'm i'm just trying to understand where you're coming from financially where you're going and you men tend to be very close up when it comes to talking about money it's like once you ask like so do you have any assets like it's like there's something a switch that goes up and you're like no 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 this is a red flag so that's what i'm experiencing so it's nice that you're saying that how did you get into the marriage without knowing but mind you maybe i did ask and this guy maybe decided to just uh to maybe minimize the amount of debt from 100 million maybe to 20 million and then you're like okay it's manageable and he has a payment plan but as you said it's a relationship problem and what i'm saying is it's hard having money conversations with men okay i identify with men <laughs> because this world there's so many things going on so it's so hard it's like almost like your ego gets like when a woman is asking about money your ego gets uh, i don't know it's it's just yeah. hectic yeah, but I, i would say i would go further i would say it, we as a society we we just find it hard talking about money period like you know you know i don't know how your experience was growing up but but uh, to date i mean i've tried I, i'm getting better at talking to my parents about their financial position because i want to be sure that they're fine and if if if, if i need to chip in it's not coming as a surprise but it's, it's it's it was difficult in the beginning took me years to get my dad to start talking about money talking talking about planning how he's looking at his finances stuff like that my mom like that so we we money is not a conversation you sit on the dinner table got in a kula wali ugali why marage and so today you know this month our budget is this much our net worth went down or up by this so we are buying shares or we are buying this so i think we are not we are not raised to just culturally we are not raised to have those conversations just like just like death in some ways or even wills you know uh, just recently i was talking to my dad by the way um he's trying to write a will and it's just a very hard uh, conversation for him it's like yeah so uh, i'm really I'm, am i thinking about death now and and but I, but for me it makes sense that you you know you have everything in order right so 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 i i suppose it's a process but i don't think there is an excuse for our generation because you know this is a bunch of ladies in this group right the reason you are on this call at uh 9:17 at night is you are intentional there's there, there's surely a level of above average intentionality about your finances that's why you're on this call you know it would be responsible of you or of a person who you're seeing or seeking to have a relationship 
with, not to have that conversation, knowing what you know, right? Um, so, so I, I don't know, and I, I do realize, yes, uh, when it comes to finances, there's, there, there's emotions there, there are egos, especially when there are masculine egos involved, um, you know, um, people coming with different psychologies. Um, but I think it's a slow but important conversation that you need to have, um, particularly if you're an assertive kind of person. I'm, I'm very much similar to you, Emma, in the sense that I want to know what you think. Uh, I may not want to know the details of your network, but okay, with time, as our, as our relationship grows and matures, I would want to know more and more about where you're headed, not because I'm, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I want to be a parasite, but because I, I want to know that we are aligned in the direction that we are going to. I mean, if, if you are told 40% of the success of this institution depends on you being on the same page on money, surely you would want to invest a bit of time on that because if you don't, then you have a, you have a 40% chance of not succeeding that's significant uh, so I think it's how you I, I think it's how you drive um, those those relationships and maybe sometimes it's it may not come as let's talk tell me what you think it, it may come very casually uh, you know where all right, so what do you think about that you know what are your experiences about how was it at home to understand somebody's psychology? What are your plans? So, you know, eventually, if, if there is honest, there's enough honesty and communication, because communication is the problem that we have, right? If there's enough honesty and communication, you should be able to align. But I would say if there is no alignment in that area, um, it's not impossible, but, but it, it's, it's, uh, it's quite difficult to, um, to be in a, in a safe place because with the psychology that you have, you won't feel safe not knowing where you are, right? So you yourself will start to get nervous and paranoid because you, you know, you, you're not sure where we're going and that's not a good place to be. Awesome, last question. It's, it's, not, it's, not all, it's, not all, it's not all bad news. I can tell you there are, there are financially woke guys around. <laughs> um. <laughs> Let's keep praying that I meet any of them. So <laughs> I can see time is really gone. Uh, so yeah. one last question. Uh, yeah. So if you could go back in time, what would you yeah. tell young Sam about money? Yeah, okay. That's a good, that's a very good question. Um, I started my financial journey in my, I think that was probably six years too late. Um, I would have, I would have, I would, I would tell some that time is money. And uh, if you start early, you really make a difference. Um, the compounding that comes is not just in terms of money, but compounding of habits and, and perspective and knowledge and thinking, um, it would have made a tremendous difference um, 
in, you know, my net worth right now would be much, much higher. So I, I would say, um, I would say time is money, start, start now, start now, like start investing, start saving, start, start getting, you know, getting your, your act together now because, you know, time really is money. <clears throat> That's what I would have told my younger self. I don't just mean start investing because I think I was, I was relatively frugal at the time, but I, I, I meant, I would, I would have said the, the people you hang around with, just, just be more intentional earlier. Uh, it would have saved me a lot of years of pain and waiting. Yeah, that, that would be that would be a decision uh, I, would, I would have made if I knew earlier. Awesome. Uh, Sam, thank you very much for your time. And for the ladies who have stood strong since the beginning until now. Um, so just a few parting shots for the listeners on the podcast. Right. So, um, yeah, man, look, I'm 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 really excited for for the podcast. I'm really excited for the community that you're you know, creating Emma. Um, very proud of what you're doing, sharing your story, uh, sharing your journey, making it real, making it relatable. Um, we need this. Um, we need this in our country. Uh, we need this in our generation. So kudos to you. And I hope, I hope you know, the community grows because it's, it's such a positive force. Um, to the ladies, uh, you know, I gotta tell you, the ladies are, are outdoing the the men in this space. At least as far as I'm, I am able to see, um, and to see the the intentionality that uh, uh, many of the ladies, you know, injecting into their financial and personal and, and career lives, it's just very refreshing. It's a challenge for 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 us, uh, for us men. Um, uh, it's possible. One thing I like about you, Nema, is is uh, you know you're, you're an agent of hope um, and telling people that it's possible if you set your mind to it. If you you know a lot of we hear a lot of a lot of cynicism, a lot of negativity, a lot of discouragement, and I just hate it. I hate to see so much of that. Whilst uh, the opportunities are there, if we put our mind to it, um, and uh, you know for everyone who's striving, you know. It's possible. It's being done. It's being done outside Tanzania. It's been done in Tanzania. I know. I know a few guys who are fully financially independent, uh, financially free. I know them. Uh, they are there. They exist. So it's not a pipe dream. So yeah, let's 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 keep the the fire going. Uh, and uh, everybody knows that when you get there, you know it's gonna be a great feeling. But more importantly, this process of getting there is as satisfying, as important, as 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 enriching uh, to 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 our lives. So let's approach it. Let's, let's appreciate the process. Um, in terms of reaching me, uh, <laughs> I am not on social media except on Twitter. Uh, so, uh, my handle is at S Nandala. I share quite a bit on personal finance, uh, my thoughts there. So if you, if you can check me out, uh, um, you know, follow me, I, I would, I would appreciate it. 
but now takia wote kila heri it's been a pleasure thank you for for indulging me in this conversation thank you sam for your time and yeah thank you for what you're doing keep doing it us